This episode of What's the Chat podcast is brought to you by our new phrase. Listen to our podcast, listen to the phrase, and you will have a chance to win a prize. Philadelphia Stockley will tell you more. So sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode seven of What's the Chat podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jimmy Ward. I'm here with uh, Philip Joseph Stockley. And uh, yeah, we're hoping that we can uh, get some viewers here as our last episode was one of the worst viewed ones ever. I mean, it's really hard to lose to Brogy. So, <laughs> and it was just us two. So we're looking to rebound. It's all, it's all good. Sometimes you got to take an L and you got to rebound here. Philip, what's going on? Not much, man. Uh, good to be back for another episode. We have not just given up and crumbled yet. So, yeah, here we go. Let's try this again. Let me know if you can hear shuffling. I'm trying to get comfortable. I'm actually recording from a new spot. So, um, <laughs> I'm hoping that I don't like, you know, because like honestly recording from my closet's the absolute worst. It's uh you came out of the closet, bud. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like when I do so I record in my closet and I do feel like once I exit the closet that I seriously need like hip replacement because like my hips are just killing me. And I guess that's <laughs> part of being 38 years old, but ah, whatever it is what it is. So, so what's going on? I, you went to Instagram today. Yeah, we're talking about so, a phrase. Uh, so we were worried. We were worried about our, our viewership or I guess not viewership, but listenership. What would you call it? Uh, Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Viewership. You know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. So, you know, I figured who doesn't like free stuff, right? So I'm like, let's put a secret phrase in the podcast tonight. And for all of you listening, if you can put the secret phrase into a direct message in any of our platforms show us you subscribe to this podcast we are going to give you a $25 gift card to any local restaurant I did say in my Instagram story uh, local Edmonton business but I just remembered uh, there's a thing called the internet that goes actually all over the world (laughs) <laughs> so who knows who's listening? Uh, you can get a gift card. We'll get you a gift card wherever you are, where as long as it's local to you. Absolutely. So I think it's a pretty good idea because, I mean, if you like the podcast and you do subscribe, then at least you'll get notifications uh, of when they come out. And kind of our big three platforms that we're on is Anchor, which is where our hosting from where we record. And then from there, they actually distribute to... Um, spotify and apple itunes so you can subscribe to any one of those you can message us on instagram we're on twitter and on facebook as well so no excuses yeah, just folks to, just to clarify one person will win the gift card mm-hmm. uh, if multiple people get the answer correct you just get put into a draw and then next week we're gonna draw a name and that's who wins and and like we said you get to pick wherever you want a gift card to as long as it's local to where you are Absolutely. So let's uh, rock and roll. What's on your mind, Philly? 
I don't know. We said we were gonna we were gonna share some ball hockey stories tonight. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, in in kind of like in uh, because we're mourning the loss of the summer ball hockey season. Why don't you tell everybody about that that news? <sighs> yeah, it came out. Gosh, it came out a few days ago that the uh, 2020 spring summer season was going to be canceled, and I think it was all something we saw coming. But, you know, this is the first time I'm not rolling into a summer season since 2008. So, uh, and we had, and, and I think the worst part about it is we finally were going to resurrect our old team. We had a great group of guys who were really looking forward to the season. And, and it's all coming down to a, a crashing halt, at least for now. And, you know, there's all these different speculations on how sports will reopen you know, whether we're going to be playing hazmat suits in the fall or whenever we get started. It just, no one really knows, but for now it just kind of sucks balls. Yeah, you know, um, it does suck and it sucks for a lot of people, but you just said we're going to re, 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 resurrect. That's the word I'm looking for. Our old team. Why don't you, why don't you tell people, uh, well, let's go back to the start, how it all started. First ball hockey story. Uh, Jimmy and I started playing ball hockey together when we were in Bible college in a gym. Yeah, Vanguard. Vanguard College. And that was, uh, those are like the glory days, man. You could call me, like, I feel like I was kind of like Patrick Stefan. Like, I was like a really good player, like, when we were just like ripping it up in like juniors, basically, which I'd call Vanguard. Yeah, Vanguard was like, was like the dub. <laughs> yeah. You know, too highly touted. somehow. Yeah, that was that was actually a lot. That, that hockey was fun because remember there was two there was two groups we played with. We played on a Monday night group. Remember it was like Lucian and all those old guys. Yeah, and then uh, Saturday nights we played with uh, with the boys. Yeah, Robbie Robbie Penny and all the college boys. So so the the great thing about Vanguard was I had keys because I was like the security guard there. <laughs> <laughs> And so we could go play a ball hockey whenever we wanted. Basically, we had a, we had our own gym. Basically, and the floor was a lot better. Apparently, now it's like a rubber floor. Remember, this one was like a concrete, like smooth concrete floor. It was sick. Yeah, like eighty year old flooring in there. That's what it used to be. It was awesome, man. We used to remember we would uh we'd go play on it'd be like a Saturday night, and then I think we played like what was it we played kind of early it was like six to eight or six to a couple hours and then we'd go go over the 7-eleven rip a few hot dogs and watch the late hockey game man it was nothing better and you just made fun of me for putting that chili on my hot dog man that chili was looked like it was gonna kill you (laughs) yeah it's pretty rough pretty rough on the old guts my guts used to be a lot stronger like I feel like I used to have like iron guts, and now it's just like no, can't can't do that stuff anymore. Well, it's just age. Like you can't. Yeah, we used to rock some pretty gnarly meals back in the day. Like very questionable, questionable choices. Like you said, when you were like, oh, I just remember when we did go to Seven Eleven that one time, and you, you grab that hot dog, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, sweet. It was like they got chili here, and I was like, I don't know, dude. I don't see anybody cooking chili in the back. You know, I don't know what that is. You <laughs> sauced it on there anyway. That was brave. Anyway, so let's get back on topic. So how did the rage end up starting in the first place? Well, it's a funny story because like 
I was, um, I think we had been playing for a while and I was kind of, I came across ball hockey Edmonton just surfing the internet there. And, uh, I kind of clicked on the league and then I saw that they had like actual teams and divisions and standings and stats. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this thing's unreal. And then I think I told you about it and we had kind of thought like, you know, we've been playing with a group of guys for so long, you know, why not? Why not? This was a little while after Bible college though, right? No. Because I, we were both engaged that season to be married. Yeah. But we were still going to play. <laughs> I'm almost were you, after we got kicked out of Bible. Yeah. Well, no, you were still going strong. I was out. I'm pretty sure. Or at least I wouldn't say strong. No, I was out the year before. So not the year before. You were out. You I was out. You lasted another semester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we we started the ball hockey team the following year. Yeah. And just to be clear, we didn't get kicked out of Bible college because some weird scandal. It was just we academically just didn't do our work. And they just... We should have just left it as a mystery. Like, if they really thought about it, they could have kept us there. We had such a blast. We were paying them money. Like, <laughs> they could have just made cash off of us, but instead they just... They opted to to just say, hey, man, like you guys basically are just hanging out, not doing much work. You got to go. <laughs> and so I was like, whatever. But we continued to play hockey, which was the best part. And uh, yeah, so we ended up getting at least a good half from from the Bible college. And then uh, I think I just started sending out Facebook messages of like people I used to work with. And then we had actually talked. We had gotten in contact with Sean Capri. And some of the guys that I had worked with at Boston Pizza and then he had buddies and he had brought on some of his buddies. And then all of a sudden, you know, everybody, we got a team and we're ready to go. That was an amazing team. That was so much fun. Yeah, Division 11 first year. I think we went 21 and three. Uh, We got all the way to the championship. Championship game, game three overtime. Like... Like it was way beyond our expectations. And we used to get like massive crowds out too. And I remember in the finals, you remember like people were bringing signs. Yeah. And like someone would like bring us fruit and stuff too for half. Yeah. Time. It was like, uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, I want to say it's Jen. She was a friend of uh, Craig Hempel, I believe. But yeah, they we used to get fruit. But do you remember that one girl who had the sign in the crowd that says "Dave, I'm pregnant" during the finals? Dave, Dave Cote. Cote, and then his dad was at the game, and his dad looked over at her and he's like, <laughs> "I think I feel like I should, I should be knowing you." It was so funny. We had so many great guys on that team, like Chris Tennant, Dave Cote, Fareed, you know, Sean, Chris Lloyd, um, Terry. Like it was. Alex Dunn yeah. with his baseball. Yeah, well, our goalie, our first, what, year and a half, wore a baseball glove, man. He was the only guy in the league. Everyone else is wearing a hockey glove. And we couldn't convince him for the longest time until, do you remember in our second year in Metro? I think he got absolutely just lit up, and we finally told him it was because of the baseball glove. And, like, the next day he comes back, and he's got an actual ball hockey glove on. Well, I remember like referees like looking at him like you can't play with that, and he'd be like, "Show me where." I Yeah, there was no rule against it back in 08. So, (laughs) 
it was anyways that was a great season um like like we said we won it all our very first year it was amazing that was so much fun one of the best seasons uh to date for me was our very first yeah well yeah it was it was great and then i think we played we played the following winter season which was crazy too because i think yeah because then we like went like what like three and 18 or something we went like owen six to start and then we remember that guy jay atwood quit and we picked up lane and it was like a game changer and uh so anyways lane comes on and uh yeah we finished back then the divisions were huge like people don't understand like there was probably like 16 teams in our division and at the time, every team made the playoffs. It was like a 16-team playoff bracket, best two out of three out of Metro. I think we finished 14th out of 16, and we went on another run, and we ended up we ended up winning that one. But one of the funniest stories in that was, do you remember the time Alex was late? And uh, <laughs> we're playing, and I remember getting the ball, and I'm running up the floor, and all of a sudden I look to my right, and Alex is running beside me in his gear. <laughs> yeah, he opened up like that. the Zamboni door, or no, it wasn't. It was like a there was a door beside the benches in Metro. If you ever played there, and he starts running, he doesn't wait for the whistle. He starts running up the floor to get into his net, and the refs just like, "What the heck, man?" So he puts his hand up. And he's like, "Too many men," and we're just like, "Alex, what the hell are you doing?" He's like, "Oh man, I'm sorry, I was late. I had to get in the net." I was like, "Dude, now we're short-handed." So, yeah. Way she yeah, goes. way she goes. And the way she goes is actually our phrase for this week. Ooh. So put it in our uh, put it in our. It's DMs. a hint. The way she goes. There you go. So. The way she goes. And on that note, we do need to take a little break. Sounds here. good. But um, yeah, we got some more. I got some more questions for old Jimbo in the second. <laughs> Sounds here, good. So. All right. Stay tuned. And welcome back to What's the Chat podcast here. I'm Jimmy Ward with uh, the one and only Philadelphia Stockley, and we're back here. And uh, Phil, you wanted to talk? You wanted yeah, to elab- the way elaborate? She goes, the way she goes, that's the secret phrase. Jimmy, what's that from? That is from Trailer Park Boys, and one of my favorite characters, most underrated character on the show. There's so many good ones, but Ray, the man in the chair, Ricky's Ray, dad. Ray's the best, man. Ray I absolutely hilarious. love Ray. Did you know that uh, Dustin Nielsen Team Twelve Sixty has a bracket going on for best TV dads? Is he on there? Yeah, Ray's on there. But here's the problem: Ray has a really bad first round matchup. I was almost sad to see it. He's going up against uh, Frank Costanza, which is oh, Jerry oh, Stiller, and he who, just passed. He just passed away. Yesterday. You know, you know, Ray's gonna get knocked out. And I actually tweeted at Nielsen saying. Um, you know, this could be the this could be the best first round knockout ever. Like, I feel like Ray was a dark horse to win it. So, no kidding. Well, there I you go. The way she goes. There's your secret phrase. Uh, yeah. Back to ball hockey. You're kind. You're kind of known as like a bit of a glass man when it comes to ball hockey. Uh, <laughs> like, fortunately for me, knock on wood. Yeah, I, I've been able to stay pretty healthy uh, through my whole career. Uh, just a couple of things here and there, but. 
I feel like you've had a lot of injuries. Yeah, and I don't feel like a lot of them are connected. Like, you know, some guys keep re-injuring the same thing. You know, mine are usually free. Your whole body's going to crap. Well, you know, my right knee and obviously both my ankles are mash. Like, that's no secret. But, um, you know, I don't even think that's the worst injury I've ever had. What is the worst injury, you think? Um, well... I don't, I wouldn't say like this was the worst injury, but this was the most painful. And you got to remember too, like this is considering I, <laughs> I pretty much put my ankle in an L shape once, which was very painful itself. But the worst injury I ever had was I was playing for the killer bees. I believe it was like winter of 2015 or 2016, one of those years. And we were playing against the rush and I don't, I can't remember who the player was. I want to say it's Kyle Caps, but I don't think it was. Um, they get the ball back to the point, and I'm, I'm kind of down lower on the wall, and the guy winds up for a slap shot towards the net, and I'm thinking, okay, whatever. But I don't know, man. He like shanks the shot, and I'm about f- ten to fifteen feet away, and he just hits me dead square, bridge of the nose. And I, I just like my head was just ringing. My nose is busted. <laughs> I remember that. Like my nose is just freaking shattered. There's blood everywhere. So luckily, smart of me, I just stood in one spot. I bled, literally was bleeding out onto the floor. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get off. Basically, I got off. They got me a towel. I remember I got Jackson Davies towel, his Pittsburgh Steelers towel. And actually, <laughs> I think I might still have it to this day. But he gives me this towel, and I want to tell you what a solid guy this guy is. He had some sort of signature on it. Like, don't ask me why he used his advisor towel, but apparently I found it later on. He, he had some sort of Steelers signature on the towel, and I just ruined this thing. Like, the thing was yellow, and it was red by the end. Jackson Davies. Yeah. Super solid guy. Love Jackson Davies. Yeah, really. And very good, very, very good player, too. So, anyways. I go and like, everyone's like, oh, you should go to the hospital. Like the way I busted it, it wasn't like too bad. Like I didn't have to get it fused too much and I didn't want anybody touching it. So I'm not going. Basically, I went down to my parents' place who was on the way home from the soccer center. And uh, it was actually my sister patched my nose up, put these freaking cotton balls or things shoved up my nose. So if that's not bad enough, you basically can't freaking sleep for like a couple of weeks I got two big black eyes. And oh the crazy oh the oh yeah, here's the crazy part. This happened in the first half. I went back and finished the game. I don't know why. But I felt like I'm oh, I'm fine. I, I managed to get the bleeding to stop. I think that's just like a guy thing, like the guy plus hockey, like yeah, that's what you do. But it was just like like it got worse as the day as the night went on. But yeah, I just and then I'm working right. So I work in a school. So here's this guy with a big old busted nasty nose. I think I was growing my hair out at the time. I got these two raccoon eyes. Just basically, you know, you get parents kind of looking at you like, oh, what'd this guy do in his spare time, you know? North Sider. Yeah, basically. So 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 it was kind of funny because Jimmy posted a picture to social media <laughs> and I put like a side by side of uh, Rocky Dennis from that movie Mask with Cher. Yeah. You kind of look like that guy. 
Yeah, it was. There were some similarities for sure, uh, unfortunately. But I remember watching that movie in school, <laughs> and I remember being like, "What's the point of this movie?" I don't even remember it. I remember Cher was in it and Sam Elliott, and that's about it. And then this guy, like, was that his real face? Does anyone know? No, I think that was makeup in the show. Like, there's like a real elephant man. No, like, what I was the condition like, based that he on had? like a elephantitis? And it does that to your face. Yeah, like it can do that to your face or your hands or your legs or huh. it just like overgrows you or something. Someone's going to be like, that's not what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not a medical doctor, so I don't know, but I've well, known something. I pretty much am. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, the busted <laughs> nose was the worst thing ever. What about you? What's the worst injury you had? I got to go back to our Vanguard days. Like, I remember. Oh, I remember this. I remember I like wrenched my ankle over so bad. Um, it was it was one of the most painful things that's ever happened to me. And we were like losing by a goal. So I'm like, I'm going back out there. I don't care. Yeah. And I did it again, like <laughs> worse. When it's like already like you you know when you can like feel your shoe tightening and like everything's like it's just not working anymore. Yeah. And I remember going off to the bench after doing it again. And I was in so much pain. I just threw up everywhere. Oh. And um, I did the same thing as you. I went, I went to my mom's house, like on my way home. And I'm like, oh, I really messed up my ankle. And she's like, well, then go to the hospital. And I'm like, I'm not going to the hospital. Yeah. I've always been like, I'm not going to sit in emergency. Like, yeah. Who wants to sit for eight hours? For them to tell me you sprained your ankle. Basically. So I remember going like, the, and me and Tessa had just started dating at this point. <laughs> and I remember I went like two months and I couldn't walk. <laughs> so she finally like booked me a doctor's appointment. She's like, go see the doctor. So I went and got x-rays and I actually, have, I actually tore all the ligaments in my ankle <laughs> uh, and ripped a chunk of bone off of my foot. Jeez. And the doctor at that point was like, yeah, there's nothing we can do for you. It probably You're was if late. he had gone two months ago. Yeah, maybe. So oh, that was funny. the worst pain I've ever had. Ripping all the ligaments in my ankle. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. I was going to say to you, do you remember an injury at Vanguard? Cause Vanguard didn't exactly have, remember it was the stage in the back behind the one net. Cause I had wall on one side and it kind of had the stage for like concerts or performances. You know, they have those in schools, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember that time I was going behind to get the ball and I just accidentally you ran that guy from behind? No, no, I actually, <laughs> I accidentally bumped into him and he ended up getting his, or no, he was like chasing me or something. I don't know, but he ended up like slicing his hand open on some rusty ass nail, man. <laughs> Like, and remember he like grabbed me by the Jersey and you had your Rangers, your white. Yeah. Rangers I had my right white Rangers jersey, which I always rocked and pick up hockey. And he's like bleeding all over. And I remember Freed was there. Remember we brought Freed out the one time. Yeah. And if you guys don't know Freed, like he plays hockey and at least snaps every, every second game. So I'm like, oh crap. Freed's going to come across the top and just knock out this guy who's older. Like. He's older. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to mention his name in case people know him, but he actually still plays pickup at WACA. I saw him there again, but yeah, I remember. 
dude sliced his hand open and decided to try to fight me, but what do you tell what do you tell everybody about Farid a little more? Farid is Farid's awesome. We should get Farid on the podcast. Yeah, we'd have to put the explicit warning under the publishing if we did get him. Yeah, Farid was uh so Farid's a buddy of mine. I I I grew up with him a little bit. We played minor hockey together. We played Pee Wee and Adam. Original original rage member. Yeah, we played Pee Wee and Adam hockey together. I could tell you stories from that. Um He's a total snap job when he plays sports. Like he's just one of those guys that gets so amped up that he just like blacks out. Okay. We all know somebody like that. So I remember our first season of the rage and Phil, you're going to remember. I pretty much, you know, the story I'm going to tell. And I remember he gets a penalty for something. And, uh, Big surprise, yeah, he gets eh? a penalty for something. Not only is this his third penalty, he's supposed to leave the game, but the, the timekeeper in there is like this 78 year old woman. Just probably doing this so she could get out of the house. Whatever. So she doesn't even, not even aware that he's not even supposed to be in this game. So anyway, I think there's some sort of melee happens. And I think it was uh, Chris O'Neill. Do you remember Chris O'Neill, the firefighter guy? Yeah, he ends up fighting somebody or something. There ends up being a scrap. So Fareed leaves the penalty box. Now keep in mind, he should have been already kicked out. He leaves the penalty box. He goes in and just starts attacking people. He just starts fighting whoever. You always felt safe, though. Oh, yeah, you knew. Nothing was going to happen. You knew it was coming, man. So I remember. So uh, this is going to lead into a second story. So anyways, he ends up he ends up going out there and just. And then for some reason, the refs are trying to stop. This is like five guys fighting now. Free goes back. They send free back to the penalty box. Not knowing that. I don't know how they didn't know that he had just left. So anyways, I thought he went back. He may have went back on his own. I, I don't remember. But anyways, the timekeeper's going, she's hitting the buzzard. Cause now this is probably like penalties four, five, six, and seven that just happened. And she goes, excuse me, ref. And she's remember, she's hitting that buzzard button. She's like, can you, uh, this, this man, this gentleman here, he needs to go. He, he's had more than three penalties and he left the bench or whatever. And I remember he turned around and he goes, you stupid effing bitch. He's like, he's like, why you got to be like that? Blah, 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 blah. He's just tearing into this woman's just going white. Like, finally, we're just like, Freed, get the heck out of here, man. So Freed goes and, of course, like, every time you talk to him, he's just like, yeah, man, like, that was total BS. I can't believe they even gave me a penalty. And I'm going, yeah, I mean, I can't believe they gave you a penalty either. You only left the penalty box trying to fight like four guys. You know, why would you? You got pretty you got pretty good at uh, appealing penalties. Yeah, that was my first appeal. He goes, he, he goes yeah, so he's game. supposed to get a four or five game suspension for all the crap he did. And I remember I appealed it. And I was like, man, I'll, I said, I'll appeal it. But this is going to be really hard to appeal. But the problem is. I don't know if the refs really saw a lot of what he did. I don't think they saw him leave the box. I don't think they saw him because he was going crazy on the timekeeper. And she pretty much didn't. I don't think she said anything to them after. So maybe the write-up wasn't as bad. But anyways, I do this appeal and I get his suspension reduced to one game, no fine. I'm like, I don't even know how I did that. Like, And we're like, we should find this guy. Yeah, like, and I remember from that day forward, we were like freed. You need to stop doing this kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. You know, Paul, he always had these moments where he'd apologize to the team. 
halfway through the season because he did something messed up. So going forward, I remember we get into the playoffs. I remember we were playing a team called the Rejects that year. And do you remember that uh, that one guy who was like little number 85? I can't remember his name. I want to say it was like Christian Fradel or something like that. Yeah, I believe that was his name. And I remember, do you remember he scored a goal and then he came by and just taunted our bench or something? I don't remember that. Yeah, so he... He was he was actually one of their better players. He came by he came by to the bench and he taunted our bench. And I remember at this point we're in a playoff series now with them. I believe this is the semifinals. The winner goes to the finals. And I remember Free just looking at me and he goes, "Can I have one? Can you just give me one? I promise. Just just give me one." And uh, I, I said, "Yeah, you you get one." And and I remember looking at the ref. I, mean, I think the refs were irritated with this player as well. And I knew the ref. Um, I can't remember who it was, but we had we had developed sort of. I started. That's when I sort of started developing good relationships with with the referees because we actually had a fairly good reputation as a team. So I said to the ref, "I said, listen, that kid's going to get buried this next shift. Just letting you know, um, you know, and then that'll be it. You won't see anything from our team the rest of the night." And he goes, "Okay." And this kid's coming down the wall and Freed absolutely shoulder on chest, just buries him. Like just, I I do remember the, just hand now. buries him into the boards. eh? And the ref hand goes up and the ref goes like, he should have been like, like that's like, he just gets up and he goes, uh, two minutes for interference. <laughs> it's like, dude just got pasted. The other team's bench is like, what the heck? What do you mean? Interference? Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, goes to the box. That kid didn't do a single thing after that. Like, didn't score a goal, didn't do nothing. I think we ended up going on to win that series, but, you know, it was like the... Because he was probably, like, brain Two minutes dead. well worth it, I'd say, so. Uh, we hitting break time? Yeah, time for break. All right, I want to... Right. After the break, I want to hear... I want to hear some good stories from you. Here, I've kind of shared All some right. of my ones I've liked or little memorable we can go on forever i have so many like so many so we'll go we'll take a break here and then we'll be right back what's going on phil we're back here on what's the chat podcast obviously with phil phil you've got to have some good stories out there you've been playing ball hockey for a while I feel like a lot of them we've been there for, or at least I've been there for a lot of them. So uh, tell me some of your favorites. Maybe remind me of one I might've forgot of. I'm just trying to think, do you remember that one team we played uh, back in Metro and they wore like football jerseys? Yeah, man. They were called, uh, they were actually called the stallions, I think. And they were all just like, they must've been like a recreational football team. Yeah. yeah, they had the football jerseys on. That was back when like Metro would let teams play like basketball jerseys and pretty much anything you wanted to wear. Yeah, I was I was a pretty big guy. I still am a pretty big guy. And those guys would like toss me around like nothing. Oh yeah, they were huge. And they were like rough too. They'd like full on tackle you. And then they'd all like cheer and be happy and think it was funny. <laughs> Yeah, like they were, yeah, they were just, that was kind of a strange team. But yeah, Metro had some, Metro was an interesting league for sure. What was kind of, uh, 
kind of one of your memorable things about that league. Do you remember when they brought the wrestling ring in this in <laughs> by the side of the uh, hockey rink? Yeah, they had they had the the wrestling school. It's like some sort of wrestling school. I remember they were doing like falls and power bombs and crap, man. While you're playing. Yeah, and you know what's funny is they brought they started bringing the wrestling ring over to the dome, and so like the first time they started doing that, um, I said to I can't remember who I said that to. I was like, "Yo," I was like, "You know that 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 your league's coming to an end when the wrestling ring shows up." <laughs> yeah, it's like a bad omen. Oh yeah, for sure. So I don't know. It was just yeah. Metro was kind of. Do you remember when it used to snow in the dressing room? Because yeah. they, they had all those smash windows up top. <laughs> we that, was good, that was a good time. Remember we said they need to get like the old Chicago Blackhawks horn in there when you score a goal. Well, man, the the concrete would cave off the walls if you did that. I ever tell you my dad made a goal horn? No, let's hear it. Oh, you can't hear it, man. But the thing was, he's so... Yeah, I mean, let's hear the story. Oh, okay, Obviously, yeah. I can't hear it. What did, did Smoke Dog just go... Oh, okay, so, <laughs> so I'm playing Adam, probably Adam Hockey at this point. Yeah, it would have been Adam Hockey. And uh, this was back when there weren't really goal horns like you hear them now. I think only, gosh, I want to say only Chicago had one. Chicago might have been one of the first teams to have one at, at the old Chicago Stadium. Whenever they score, that thing used to go off. And I remember in uh, Adam Hockey, one team where we were playing another team, and one of the parents had one of those air horns. And so she, she would let it off every time the other team would score. So obnoxious, hey? Yeah. So I remember I was on my way home and I was like, man, that'd be sweet if we had a goal horn. And I remember my dad was really irritated. He goes, ah, that damn thing making noise. He's like, I was pissing me off. He's like, I'd love to have one sometime when we play him again. And I was like, I was like, I'm like, that'd be sick if you knew how to make one or we could buy one. Or no, I said, that'd be sick if you could buy one. And he goes, no, I can make one. And I was like, what? I was like, all right. So those little air horns you hold in your hand, right? So you, you, you press them. He made this one. It was like out of like, I don't know what he was doing out of like, out of like scrap metal and like wood. And he had like a, I don't even know how he did it, but he had like a switch. And this thing was huge. Like it was the size of like, like a bar stool. <laughs> and so we could, so we go to the game and he's carrying in that he made a handle for it. So he carries in this thing. That's the size of a, you know, like size of a bar stool. Maybe not a big bar stool, but a small bar stool. And sure enough, like as soon as we score, this thing was so obnoxiously loud. Like it was a, it sounded like a truck horn. Like a semi-truck horn. Like someone let one of those off in like Glengarry Arena. And it was like, eventually it had got to the point where like, pretty much we're like, you need to stop bringing that because you're going to blow out the eardrums of the parents who are sitting within 15 feet of this thing. And it had no like, the only way you could stop it is if you flip the switch. So this thing was like, I'm talking loud. That's hilarious. Yeah, so I remember one time as a kid, we wanted to prank my dad, so we brought it into his room while he was sleeping, and we turned it on. Oh, no. Oh, man, it was like, I thought we were going to get, like, the ass whooping of a lifetime. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was so funny. So I was going to ask you, so when we first started playing hockey, you were number nine. 
yeah. together when we first first started together, and now you wear ninety eight. Yeah. What's with the numbers? Okay, so growing up, I always liked number nine. Uh, I was a huge Paul Korea fan. Um, and you have to understand, like when I played a lot of times, I was also a big Alex Kovalev fan. So I really liked 27 as well. But a lot of teams that I played for didn't have 27. It was usually, it was numbers one to like 20 until I got to like a little higher level and you got to kind of pick your number and they would make the jersey or whatever. So then obviously I was like, well, I want number nine because I was a huge Paul Korea fan. So I wore nine like all the time, all the time. But what I started to notice too is that I was I would go to teams or whatever and not, they either wouldn't have nine or nine would be taken. So I really didn't have uh, a secondary number that I'd like to wear. So my wife growing up, her number was eight. So she wore she wore eight all the time. And uh, so I figured just put nine and eight together. And, uh, and not a lot of people know, really had that number. Like if you look around, there's barely anybody. I think a Dill wears 98, but like, I didn't, I was, I had been wearing it for a while before I even met a Dill. That's like Todd Kirk's number though, too, isn't it? Yeah. That's a funny story. When I went to Barcel, he actually gave up the number for me, which was kind of cool. Um, he wore 98. His reason is because he wanted to wear 99 as his be a pro in NHL franchise this is the story tyler kirk told me but you can't wear 99 because it's actually retired in the game or something at the time so he had to wear 98 so that's what that was what it was when he did his creative player <laughs> and so uh yeah he ended up switching to 89 and so i got 98 when i went to bar and i just kind of i just stuck with it after making the change because i knew it would always be available and any chance i got i'd i'd, I'd pick that number or if they're you're on a team that was ordering jerseys. I picked that number. So kind of like it. It's, it's different. So that's why I do. You wear number three. What's the story? Behind yeah, that? it's a, it's actually a pretty good story. Uh, you know, get your Kleenexes out. Cause it's, a, it could be a little bit of a tearjerker for Uh-oh. a few people. Oh yeah. So when I was, when I was a little guy, probably around like six or seven, uh, I always played soccer growing up, like always. And, uh, you know, I've never been like the most most athletic. I've never been like the best player uh, on any sport I do. I just do it for fun. Uh, I enjoy playing. Uh, so I had this coach when I was like seven years old. And for some reason, you know, I wasn't a good player. So he didn't really care too much about me or uh and he, like he didn't, he didn't, I don't, I think I would say he didn't like me, but to say you didn't like a seven year old kid, like, I don't know why he wouldn't, but anyways, uh, he made me pick my Jersey last and I was like, so like heartbroken. I got to pick my Jersey last. I basically got to like pick through whatever was left and take whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, um, I remember my dad was like so angry and so hurt for me. Uh, like you have kids, yep. uh, you don't want ever want to see your kids upset nope. or hurt. Yeah. And I picked up a Jersey and number three was the Jersey I picked up. And my dad pumped that number up so much for me when I was like seven years old. Yeah. That's it. I just, I just used it for the rest of my life. And, and that's the reason why, cause my dad was like, 
he pumped it up and told me how awesome number three was. And he named all the best soccer players that wore number three. And yeah, so that's a that's great story. Three. That's yeah. a great story. I always like how people pick the numbers. You know, a lot of guys wear different numbers for different reasons. You know, you see a lot of 19s and 17s, obviously, like your Steve Eisermans, your Joe Sackicks. Um, your 69s, your 99s. Oh, there's always the one guy that's got to wear 69. It drives me insane. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Like, that was cool, what, 20 years ago? Never. Never. Yeah, like, oh, you know. some. You know, sometimes if guys do it just to kind of be a – just to kind of be like sarcastic about it, I kind of like it. But whether have there ever been an NHL player wearing number sixty nine? I feel like there has been, but I don't know. Do you remember? Do you remember the controversy uh, when TJ Brody wore sixty six in his rookie year? Well, it was him and Josh Hosang. Josh Hosang was like pretty recently, right? Yeah, but I remember TJ Brody doing it like first before Joshua Sang came into the league and people were like up in arms, which I can, like, I'm a flames fan, TJ Brody. I like TJ Brody and I can understand it. Like, yeah, but I feel like, I feel like there are some numbers you don't wear. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Like I actually don't believe in Jersey retirement, like number retirement. I don't believe you should ever retire anybody's Jersey. I don't think anybody's that like, I don't know because it's like okay, so like Bobby or okay for example, it's like Bobby Orr wears. Well, if if, if you get traded to Montreal, you basically can't wear. Yeah, like at what point? At what point is there going to be jerseys left? Like, you know, what if you get a guy like I don't know? Like I'm trying to think of an example of like a jersey that gets retired. Okay, let's say Ryan Smith '94, you know, is retired. Right. And let's say, for example, Connor McDavid happened to wear 94. Well, it's like you can't wear 94 just because Ryan Smith was there first. Like, it's kind of stupid, I think. Yeah. I, I believe in, like, like I think Toronto Toronto doesn't retire jersey numbers. They uh, they do, like, jersey honorings. So, like... And, and Calgary, Calgary actually started doing that, too. Like, we did just retire again, yeah. but it's again, right? Yeah, but who's to say uh, someone and, can't and you wear 12, you know? Too. Like, what what's the... Like, like 50 years down the road, what if there's this, you know, there's some stud that comes and he wants to wear 12? Well, he'll probably be playing in Edmonton because they'll get the first overall pick. But. <laughs> but like, why? You know what I mean? Like, I've just, I've never understood. I've just. Well, it's kind of interesting because I was just going to say, like, nobody has worn 14 in Calgary since Flurry was there. And how long ago was Flurry there? Well, exactly. So it's like, and even if the Jersey isn't retired, and his isn't retired. Yeah. So then now it's like, you feel bad if you do wear it. It's like, whatever, who cares? Like I had no problem with Joshua saying we're in 66 or anybody we're in 66 because it's like, number one, you don't even play for that team. Like you don't play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right. Yeah. And number two, like jo- Joshua saying, like, yeah, Mario was my favorite player growing up. I want to wear it as an honor to him. Totally. And it's like, how insecure do you have to be if someone's like, he's wearing my number? Like, could you imagine, like, I don't know, just playing Bach? If I went to a team and someone had 98, which Todd did, and yeah, did I force him to give it up? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't, but he offered. So I was like, yeah, I took it. But had he not, I would have picked a different number. Right, like you're not even playing anymore. So, like, what's it matter? He's retiring number three from Bar South. 
Yeah, well, that's that's BS. <laughs> so it's F and BS. Anyways, we're just we're just about out of time. I was gonna ask you. So, um, okay. any local restaurants this week? Yeah, actually, Dev and I hit up uh, Graymire Burger. Okay, I saw um, this on Instagram, and I was like drooling looking at your guys' stuff. Yeah, uh, really good. But the one thing I want to say, especially, was the customer service was out of this world. Like, out of this world. First of all, we get there, and they're like, would you guys like a beer on us while you wait? And there's nobody in the restaurant, so there was no, you know, there was a little spot for us to sit while we wait for our food because, you know, they're not they're not seating tables. And we're like, yeah, absolutely. So they brought us three different kinds. Like, what kind do you want? Yeah, sure, we'll take this. Poured it in a glass for us. I was like, perfect. Sat down, had it. We waited for our, our beer. And then the chef was making Dev a Nashville chicken sandwich. And as it comes out and he goes, hey, man, he comes over. He's like, I'm sorry to say, he goes, I really didn't like how the first one turned out. I'm going to make you a new one. I just didn't like the look of it. And I really want to make sure it's good tonight. And he's like, do you mind waiting a little longer? We're just like, well, we're sitting here having a free beer. So we're like, no, like, go ahead. And so, yeah, I ended up doing it. And I got their, I got their classic cheeseburger. Of course, you know, I'm a no onions guy. And uh, yeah, it was like, it looked like it originally it looked like I'm like, oh, the bun's kind of hard, not hard, but like firm because it was a brioche bun. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be one of those ones that's kind of hard to eat where it's, you know, you know, burgers can get like, you think, is this going to be dry? Is the bun going to be stale? Man, the the bun was amazing. And the burger was amazing. Like it was so moist. The beef was so good. Um, they didn't have fries at the time because they were sold out. So they gave us these like free mac and cheese balls and deep fried. And they also gave us a free dessert. It was like a bread pudding chocolate bread rum pudding just for free so it was just like the customer service is unbelievable the most friendly people you ever meet he must definitely give it a shot the chat oh, i did mention i did drop that we did do a podcast and told them to subscribe but i don't think they did but no big deal but that's just my shout out to them on the podcast well maybe um, maybe whoever wins the secret phrase will will uh, get a gift card for there check it out yeah it's definitely worth a try like it's got a lot of good food and the quality is really good and that's and the service was friendly and you always want to support places like that so we uh we're due for another break or what we are this is it man this is segment three this is segment three huh that's wild do we want to do a fourth one well you know it could could run a little long i don't know what do you think yeah why not let's do a fourth one all right we will be uh right back after this little break welcome back to what's the chat podcast here jimmy ward uh yeah we opted not to run a fourth segment because phil and i were just bomb ass tired at this point um but yeah we're, we're planning on getting a guest for next week uh like i said check out the phrase uh send us a message if you heard it we uh we said it so uh, you'll have to listen through. Hopefully you guys like the episode and we hope to continue to bring some uh, decent content to you. So I uh, hope you enjoyed the show and that's it for us. Have you guys a fantastic week. <laughs>